You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Giants fans. You are listening to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is going to focus on the New York Giants quarterback situation. As the offseason begins to roll along, the quarterback situation is the one right now that's in the news constantly, the one that has all of the questions surrounding it. What is the future of Eli Manning? What will the Giants do in the draft? Will they look to replace Eli, you know, with a veteran placeholder, you know, while they look for their quarterback of the future? Today, a little bit later, we're going to be joined by Patrick Mayhorn of SB Nation's Ohio State website, Land Grant Holy Land. Patrick and I recorded a discussion about Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State quarterback who's considered to be the the top quarterback available in the upcoming draft class. We'll play that for you a little bit later. Right now, though, just wanted to talk a little bit about the Giants' options going forward at quarterback in 2019. I still believe that as long as he wants to play, that the Giants intend to bring Eli Manning back next season. And at this point, I believe that remains to be their best short-term option. When it comes to veteran quarterbacks... There's a lot of interest in Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles. I've written at Big Blue View. I simply don't think that's a realistic option for the Giants. Fact is, even if the Eagles decide that they wanted to trade Foles, why would they move Foles to a team within the division? Not to mention the fact that why would the Giants turn around and give several draft picks to the Eagles that would help the Eagles set themselves up for even more future success. A deal between those two teams just doesn't make sense, and really neither does the idea that the Eagles would allow Foles to become a free agent. I simply don't see that happening, not when they could be able to trade Foles you know, for draft choices for things that can help them in the future. I seriously doubt they would just allow Foles to walk away. Another option people can consistently talk about is Teddy Bridgewater. And considering that Bridgewater hasn't played in three years, I'm just I'm not convinced that Bridgewater is a guy that you can build around. He was not impressive in the one game he played at the end of the season for the New Orleans Saints. 
And, you know, we can't make a, a definitive judgment off of that. But the thing about Bridgewater is that even if you sign Bridgewater, I think you need to go into the draft and, and find yourself a plan B because I'm just not convinced at this point that Teddy Bridgewater is a long-term answer. The third name that keeps coming up is Joe Flacco of the Baltimore Ravens. It's apparent that the Ravens are going to move on from Flacco with Lamar Jackson having taken over that job in Baltimore. Thing about Flacco, when I look at it though, it only makes sense to me to bring Flacco to the Giants if Eli Manning were to retire. The simple reason that Flacco Yes, he's younger than Manning, but he's basically the same quarterback. He's an older quarterback, not really a mobile quarterback, guy who probably, in my view at this point, is probably not even as good as Eli Manning at this point. So, And he's also more expensive than, than Eli if you look at their 2019 cap hits. So that one doesn't make sense to me unless the Giants are in a situation where Eli Manning decides he does not want to play in 2019. There's no way I could see the Giants going out and intentionally replacing Manning with Flacco. At least that's not something that I would do. So, you know, that leads us to uh, to the draft. And obviously, things have gotten a little bit interesting in the draft class with Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State having declared... And now this week with the news that Kyler Murray, the the Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma, is perhaps going to declare for the for the draft, something that people didn't think he was going to do since he's already signed a baseball contract with the Oakland A's. There are talent evaluators out there who believe that Murray, you know, a smaller quarterback at 5'9 or 5'10 is a guy who's still a, a first-round talent, perhaps a late first-round kind of a pick. So that just adds intrigue to the situation. But today, let's focus on Dwayne Haskins. And to do that, let's play for you an interview that I did with Patrick Mayhorn of SB Nation's Land Grant Holy Land regarding Haskins. Okay, Giants fans, we are joined now by Patrick Mayhorn of SB Nation's Ohio State website, Land Grant Holy Land. And Patrick is here to uh, to talk about someone that uh, the Giants fans are very interested in these days. That would be uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for spending a few minutes with me today. Um you know, hey, so so let's just start with this. Um, have you, uh, you know, since Haskins declared for the draft, have have you seen sort of the the hysteria in in Giants land these days? Yeah, I, I think that that would be a pretty good way to describe it. I'm I'm not as tuned into um, NFL fan bases as I am to to college fan bases, but I have certainly seen just in like the replies to his tweets and and from various Giants fans that I do happen to follow online. Um, it seems like people are very excited about him, and I, I think for for good reason because he's um he is a very very interesting quarterback. He's a very interesting player, and I can certainly you know from watching him all year, I can certainly understand why people are so excited about him. Well, you know, I'm sure that it was a a PR thing 
But did he really have to go and, and put, you know, a, a drawing of himself in a Giants uniform on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne is, um, th- this is something that Ohio State fans have, um, I-, I don't know if endure- endured is the right, right word, because it's really not, I mean, he's just, he likes to play the social media game a little bit. He likes to, uh, he likes to tease fans a little bit and, um, he, he spent several weeks after the, the season ended, um, saying that, you know, he might come back, he might go, he's, he's 50, 50. And I, I think that he's a guy who, you know, he's, he's what, 20, 21 years old. He's, he's a young guy who likes the social media attention. He likes that he can, he can drum up so much hype from, you know, a, a graphic tweeted out. And I think that, um, He's definitely a guy who is, you know, he's not going to take everything super seriously all the time. And that's that's part of what makes him, you know, such a likable character and, and such a, um, you know, such a uh, a fan favorite at Ohio State is that he's got this more laid back side. He's, he's a leader and he's able to, you know, to focus in when the game is actually happening. But off the field, he's this very fun, very joyous person. And I, I think that that comes through in his social media. That's interesting because that's a little bit different than the the current New York Giants quarterback, you know, the guy that's been the the franchise guy for the last decade and a half. You know, Eli Manning, I'm not sure even knows what Twitter and Instagram are. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be fair to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, let let's talk a little bit about Haskins the player. Did you expect this you know what you got from Haskins this year you know entering the season a guy that was really a first year starter did you expect what we saw a guy that wound up you know in the Heisman Trophy conversation um I was on the I was on the side of of Dwayne when there was a quarterback battle in the spring between him and LSU quarterback Joe Burrow um and I was I was pretty confident that Dwayne was going to be very good and I think that that almost makes it more significant how surprised I was that he was as good as he was. Um, I, you know, I expected that he would step in and be a a very solid starting quarterback immediately. But I did not, you know, even in like the the uh, the best of the best, I did not imagine that he would be a Heisman finalist throwing for you know almost five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. He was just excellent and I I think that you know coming into the season we knew that his potential was sky high his his arm talent his just ability to play the game but we didn't know that he would be so polished so ready to play right away and he he really did I, I think just blow away the whole fan base and that's even you know I, even I was blown away, and I expected quite a bit of Dwayne. I thought he was going to be a very, very good player. I thought it might just be a couple of years down the road, not as a, a redshirt sophomore first-year starter. So was there you know, what you would basically call an, an aha moment, a sort of, oh, my God, you know, what have we got here? This guy is really, really good. You know, was Was there one of those moments or one of those games – where that realization just sort of set it settled in during the season. Um, I, I think that the the game where he really shined the most. It may not have been an aha moment, but the TCU game really stands out to me as a you know this guy is for real moment. 
Um, but even from the first game against Oregon State, he he came out and it just the offense felt completely different from what it did under JT Barrett. It it felt like you could really trust whenever he was going to drop back that he was going to make a play. He was he wasn't he was going to you know be willing to throw the ball anywhere on the field and that it would get to the receiver and the the confidence that he plays with the way that he carries himself on the field and the throws that he makes really from the get-go he was firing on, on all cylinders and I think later on in the season against you know teams like Michigan Northwestern and then Washington to end the season he was really at his peak but even going back to just the beginning of the year, I remember him making throws that I've I've never seen a Buckeye quarterback make before. So I I think it was, you know, almost immediate uh, as soon as he stepped onto the field. But he he went and proved himself against TCU, against Penn State, and these these big moments, and and stepped up and continued to make those big throws that kind of made you realize that this was you know he's the real deal. This guy is a an NFL talent and one of the if not the most talented quarterback in school history. So if you look at it, you know, obviously he put up great numbers this year. He's QB1, you know, on uh, on pretty much every analyst's draft board at this point. And yet he's only got the the 14 college starts. Are there any sort of red flags for you or concerns about Haskins, you know, as an NFL quarterback? I think that the the main concerns for me, and they're not, I, I wouldn't call them red flags because personally, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be an extremely successful NFL quarterback. But the the hangups that he's had this season that showed up a little bit against against Penn State, where in the fourth quarter, Ohio State pretty much had to go to an all screens, all underneath offense, um, and it showed up a little bit against Purdue. It showed up a little bit later on in the season in the second half of the Washington game is his ability to handle pressure or lack thereof. And it improved quite a bit as the season went on. I think the blocking got better too. But early on in the year, he really didn't he didn't seem to know what to do when there was heavy pressure in his face. And he, I think, relied on his, his pure arm talent and athletic ability a little bit too much at times early on in the season where he would you know, he would see a guy blitzing, he would see a guy getting close to him, and he wouldn't think to set his feet first. He'd just throw the ball with his arm, and you would see some accuracy issues. You would see some some decisions that weren't necessarily um, the ideal thing you would want your quarterback to be doing, where he's throwing it into triple coverage. He's trusting his arm a little bit too much, and that really, it faded down the stretch. It, it, was, not a, it was not as big of a deal in the last couple games, especially against Michigan, a, a defense that... I thought was going to give him a lot of trouble. He he didn't struggle at all against them. But I do think that it'll be a bit of a learning curve for him to get into the NFL and to to face defenses that, you know, week in and week out can get pressure on the quarterback. And I, I think that he will have to he'll have to shore up his his technique a little bit when it comes to setting his feet, when it comes to not just doing the the first thing that comes to mind and, and trying to, you know, trying to do too much he he has to not necessarily learn but he has to improve his ability to play within himself and and trust his his mechanics and trust his technique rather than trying to resort to just using his arm to to make throws because that's when he starts to get in trouble 
So let's talk about this aspect of, of Haskins entering the NFL. You know, in 2018, I think we saw five quarterbacks taken in the first round. All of those quarterbacks wound up playing a significant amount, if not starting, you know, right from the get-go uh, in the 2018 season. With the Giants, we don't know right now if Eli Manning is going to be back next year. It, you, I tend to think he will be, regardless of what the Giants do in the draft at quarterback. Is Haskins, or would he be better off in a situation like that, say with the Giants, where there was a veteran in place who probably would play you know, most of the time in 2019, you know, a guy that that he could kind of sit and learn from, would that be a good situation from for Haskins, you know, going forward? I think that if he does get to spend a year behind a guy like Eli Manning, it would be helpful for his development. I think that that is a situation he would probably thrive in, just, you know, learning from a veteran quarterback how to how to handle pressure a little bit better, how to, you know, stick to those those techniques like I mentioned. But I also think if Eli Manning is to retire um, and if, if Dwayne is the starter from day one, I think he can handle that. He he might not have a, a rookie season on the level of like Baker Mayfield. Um, and I, I think that you will see some young quarterback struggles as you would with any rookie. But I, I think that really regardless of the situation, Dwayne's going to be able to adapt and, and handle it and ultimately thrive. He's He's done it at Ohio State now and – I think you know the NFL is obviously a different game. It's a it's a different experience, but I think that he has the the maturity, the the field awareness, the intelligence, and then ultimately the natural ability. Where whatever the situation the Giants or any other team put him in, he'll be able to succeed. You know, either from the jump or after a year or two on the bench. I, I'm not I'm not super worried about that. So last question for you in regards to. Uh to Haskins and New York. You talked a little bit about his social media. You talked a little bit about, you know, he likes to have fun. You know, New York is a little bit of a different animal in the way that it treats its athletes and the way that it treats its quarterbacks, just in terms of the media and, and the pressure that gets put on some of these some of these guys. Can he handle the, the New York environment? Well, I know that Dwayne, growing up, was in. Uh, he's from Maryland. He's he's used to the the Northeast, and he's used to living in a city, if I remember correctly. Um, and the you know the New York the the New York bright lights, so to speak, and the the media attention and fan attention he'll get there is certainly going to be an adjustment. But I think that if there's ever been an Ohio State quarterback that I've seen, even a college football quarterback that I've seen that is able to to handle that attention and thrive in it it's him he he is the he's the exact kind of personality that can survive and really make that that attention work for him he he is a i, I don't want to say that he's built to be a superstar because he's still he's such a young quarterback there's still so much that he's going to be you know improving onto his game and changing about his game and it's just it's impossible to say with 100% certainty that any young quarterback will become, you know, a a great player, a guy who thrives. But 
I do think that his personality, the way that he carries himself, his confidence, I think it gels super well with New York. I, I think that on and off the field, he's the kind of guy who can really, you know, not just not just live in that system and kind of make it work around him and kind of try to ignore it as much as he can. But I, I think that it's something that he would really delight in. I think that having that that fan base, having that attention, is something that he almost you know almost was missing at Ohio State and that's that's strange to say because Ohio State has such a massive fan base but I, I think that Dwayne is you know more than willing to be that you know that media darling more than willing to be that guy who has to carry the the weight of a whole city as the quarterback and I think that's something he would really enjoy doing interesting patrick thank you very much for spending some some time with us perhaps we'll get uh we'll get back with you guys you know a little bit closer to the draft regarding you know some of the other ohio state draft prospects really appreciate your taking a few minutes yeah of course happy to come on man hey no thank you okay giants fans we thank patrick mayhorn of land grant holy land for spending some time with us dropping some knowledge about Dwayne Haskins, a potential pick for the New York Giants at number six in the upcoming NFL draft. Also wanted to remind you, you know, please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check out our Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram. Join our community at BigBlueView.com to, uh, to discuss Giants news with uh, like-minded Giants fans. Also, please, if you have questions for me for the Big Blue View mailbag, please email them to bigblueview at gmail.com. We try to do a mailbag every weekend, so please get some questions into me if you have them. Thank you very much, Giants fans. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.